0: Good, okay, let's get into this here. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 4, please. Luke chapter 4. Glory to God. Luke 4. Luke is in the New Testament. It's the third book, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Anybody familiar with that? Yes. All right. Okay. We're going to read here um, just a few verses. Verse 16. We're going to start there. Verse 16 through 21. When you have it, say, I'm there. I'm there. All right. Ready? Read. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found a place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Verse 20, then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue verse 21 and he began to say to them today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing praise the lord verse 18 again says the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed praise the lord father thank you today for giving us opportunity to spend this time now in your word i pray father that you speak through me. Speak through me, Father. I yield myself. I decrease myself so that you may increase in me, Father. I ask you, Lord, to give us hearing ears, seeing eyes, receiving hearts. I pray, Father, that your word would, would, would go and move swiftly and be glorified among your people. And I ask you to confirm the word with signs following. We thank you, Father, that as we hear and receive the word, Lord, it is making us into what you want us to be. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, take your seats today. Glory to God. We're turning, talking again about uh, this subject of turnover. Everybody say turnover. turnover. Everybody say it again. Say turnover. turnover. All right, so we've been talking about how it is now time for divine turnovers. Glory to God. It's time now for divine change of possession. That's what a turnover brings. Uh, in sports, it brings a change of possession And I said to you God is ready now And he's doing it He's already begun this process We just got to make sure we get in on it He's turning over land and, and buildings He's turning over cities and territories And he's turning over uh, companies in this time right. Glory to God We can see it all around us If we just simply observe the news And, and look at what's going on We know God is moving things around Right now as we speak most importantly, God is right now turning over people, turning over families, and he's turning over nations. Glory to God. I'm so grateful for the people who have gotten born again here in the last several weeks and months. God is already moving, and uh, we see even today how God spoke to families right here. And every family that, that was here and, and experienced that prayer, you had an encounter with God that's going to change your life from this day forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is turning over nations. Yes. When you look and see what God is doing in many nations around this world, nations that have been thought of as neglected and abandoned, God is moving in nations like never before. Because God is interested in people. I said God is interested in people. There's a scripture we've looked at a couple of times here in Psalm number 2, uh, verse 8. Psalm number 2, verse 8. Y'all remember that one? Well, God said something for us here. He says in Psalm number 2, verse 8, he says, ask of me. Well, let me start at verse 7. Verse 7 says, I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my sons. You are God's sons. You are God's children. You understand that? Today I have begotten you. I've given birth to you. Verse 8, ask of me and I will give you, come on, the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your inheritance. Now, we've used that scripture many times, and God is trying to bless us with nations, and he's trying to bless us with the ends of the earth or possessions, all sort of material things. Amen? Amen. Can y'all receive that today? So ask me, and I will give you nations or nations we could say people for your inheritance. The ends of the earth we could say property for your possession. So God wants to give property to us. Glory to God. We need property in the kingdom of God. Glory to God. We need property in this church. Yes. We need buildings in this church, amen? If we're going to expand to the left and to the right, we need more property and more buildings. We need, we need places where we can house people. Yes. Glory to God. When it was in this cold snap we've been in, I've been able to walk around my house and just thank God every day, as Pastor Kim shared with us, God, thank you that I have a warm place to lay in my head. Thank you that I can walk into this house and be comforted. But there are people who don't have what we have So we need to increase what we have so we can meet people's needs. come on now, because we're thinking beyond ourselves. I shared this with you the other other night, how we got to make sure we get a proper understanding of prosperity. Everybody say prosperity. Prosperity. Everybody say prosperity prosperity is a good thing. All right, so prosperity is a good thing, but it's dangerous if you don't understand it. If you misunderstand prosperity, you make everything about you. You turn everything into self-centered attention, self-centered growth. All you're thinking about is how you can have more for yourself. And God wants to give you more for yourself, but even more than just for yourself, he wants to give you more so that you can be a blessing to other people. Glory to God. We've got a lot of work to do. Praise God Almighty. Where's my clock? I better start that before I get lost in time. I'm going to get lost in time because I got some good stuff for you today. I got some good stuff for you today. Hallelujah. All right, so ask of me and I will give you the nations or the people for your inheritance and the ends of the earth or property as your possession. Now, more than things, we want people. I know I got two amens on that. More than things. All right, I might be in the wrong house. More than things. So we got this scripture up here ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of, your, of the earth for your possession. Most time we think about the ends of the earth for our possession. We want to possess stuff. But don't skip past the first part of that. Ask of me and I will give you the nations or peoples for your inheritance. So, what we need to focus on more than things our people. Glory to God. Things are temporary, but souls are eternal. I said, things are temporary, but souls are eternal. God knows that, and Satan knows that. That's why there's a battle right now for the souls of men. I said, there's a battle for the souls of men. When you look around you and you see everything going on in our world and our society, we look at what's happening in every industry. Uh, at the root of it all, in the in the political realm, at the root of it all, in the in the uh, in the entertainment arena, at the root of it all, in the arts and, and entertainment arena, in the media arena, in all the, in all the in, in, in the root at the root of it all, in education, it's about, it's not about it's not about uh, 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 whether you believe in creationism or evolutionism. That's not the root of it. The root of it is a battle for the souls of men. The the, the battle is not whether you believe in abortion or whether you believe in in life. The root of it is the the battle for the souls of men. It's not about Republican or Democrat. It's really a battle for the souls of men. Because the devil knows and God knows things are only temporary. Governments shall pass away. Schools shall pass away. Hospitals shall pass away. But souls of men are eternal. So the real battle, ladies and gentlemen, that's going on in our world, the real battle is, after, is about souls. Everybody say souls. souls. I want to show you something here. In Genesis 14, go to Genesis 14, please. Glory to God. Genesis 14, y'all, y'all work with me today here. Genesis 14. Because in Genesis 14, there's a story here. Uh, Abraham, you remember Abraham? Abraham had a nephew named Lot, and Lot chose to go and live in a place called Sodom. All right. And Sodom uh, came under attack. And when Sodom came under attack, uh, all the people of Sodom were taken away. All right. The wives, children, everything, possessions, everything was taken away. But God, uh, someone, someone escaped and went and told Abraham and said, Abraham, hey, your brother or your nephew specifically has been stolen. All everybody's been taken away. So Abraham, the Bible says, gathers 318 of his trained servants, household servants, these guys, they're cooks and car washers and all that kind of stuff. And they, they get up there, and, and because, there's a, because the blessing is on Abraham, they go and whip tail. Y'all understand, y'all? Yeah. They, they go and they fight against these kings who had taken Sodom captive, and when they fought against them, they prevailed, and they took everything back. Right? And so the king of Sodom, now everybody understand when I say Sodom, Sodom in the Bible represents evil. Sodom, in fact, it just literally means perversion, right. all right? So we're talking about here a darkness, or a kingdom of darkness. So watch when, when we look at Genesis 14 and uh, verse, um, let, let's go right for the sake of time, verse 21. Well, no, no, let, let me start at verse 17. Y'all have a little time? Yes, all right, verse 17, and the kingdom, uh, verse 16. So he brought back all the goods, Abraham, brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot, and his goods, as well as, come on. So Abraham brought back all the goods and all the people, all the things and all the people, all the stuff and all the people. Verse 17, and the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shavah, that is the king's valley, after his return from the defeat of Chetelormor, and the kings who were with him. Verse 18, then Melchizedek. Melchizedek is a type of Jesus. Right? Jesus Christ is is a priest after the order of Melchizedek, right? Everybody with me? Okay. So Melchizedek, king of Salem, king of peace. Salem means peace. Brought out bread and wine. That's just like talking about communion. Okay. He was the priest of God most high. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. Verse 20. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hands. So now Abraham has possession of all the people and all the things. Yes, there he is. Yes, Got it? Okay, now watch this. Verse uh, 20 finishes, says, and he gave him a tithe of all. So Abraham gave Melchizedek a tithe of all. Okay, now watch verse 21. The other guy shows up. Verse 21, now the king of Sodom Now, Sodom is perversion or darkness. The king of Salem had already shown up. Now, the king of Sodom shows up. If the king of Salem represented Jesus, the king of Sodom represents Satan. Got it? Now, the king of Sodom said to Abraham, Watch this, watch this. Give me the persons. Anybody have a King James? What what does King James say? Give me the what? Give me the persons. All right, so it's consistent. All right, so give me the persons and take the goods, the things for yourself. This is Satan talking. Satan is saying you can have the things Give me the goods or give me the people. I want the souls. Oh my god! I want you to see Satan's mode of operation, Satan's tactics, Satan's strategy, Satan's agenda, Satan's real desire. Everybody thinks Satan wants all the stuff, Satan doesn't want all the stuff. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost, I never saw that. Because one day, Jesus Christ was walking the planet. Jesus Christ, after he's baptized, goes to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And the, the Bible says that Satan said to Jesus, he said, all these kingdoms and all their glory I will give you if you bow down and worship me. Which meant Satan had all the kingdoms and all the glory. It made, gl- glory mean, meant stuff. That's what it meant. I have all the kingdoms. I have all the stuff. Because if he didn't, it would, it would not have been a temptation of Jesus. So Satan wasn't lying. So, But he said to Jesus, I will give you all that. I don't, I don't even want all that. If you'll bow down and worship me. In other words, if I can have your soul. Y'all not getting this here. Are you getting it? Okay, good. Good, good. So back in Genesis fourteen twenty one, the king of Sodom said to Abraham, give me the persons or the souls and take the goods for yourself. So Satan, please, please hear me, hear me, hear me. This. Satan doesn't really care nothing about all the mansions, all the Rolls Royces, all the Ferraris, all the Rolexes. He doesn't care about all that stuff. We think he cares about that stuff. He doesn't care about all that stuff. What he cares about, what he wants, are the souls. He only uses the things to attract the souls. Am I right about it? So there's a war about to say there's a war, there's a battle for the souls of men. Get get Ezekiel uh, 18, please. Ezekiel chapter 18. Ezekiel 18 i got to keep moving. I could stay there a long time, but I think you all got it. Satan is after souls. He's after, he's after people. He wants to control the souls. When you, when you see all the stuff Satan is offering out there to our kids, you know why he's offering it? Because he wants their souls. He wants their soul. Y'all, y'all kids, listen to me. Young people, teenagers, y'all listen to me. The devil is after your soul. Everything he's offering you to attract you is because he wants your soul. Here's a scripture here in in Ezekiel 18 in verse 4. Get on the screen for me, please. Ezekiel 18, verse 4. Watch this. This is God talking in in Ezekiel 18. God says, behold, behold, can y'all read? All souls are mine. Behold, all souls are mine. So God is the one that has legal right to all the souls. But because he made souls, okay, all right, thank you, Holy Ghost. When God created Adam, God formed Adam from the dust of the ground, formed him, just like God's formed us, right? Y'all watching me? Yes, sir. He formed Adam from the dust of the ground. But Adam was just a lump of dirt, That's lump right. of clay. The Bible says God then breathed into Adam the breath of life, and Adam became, come on, what? A living soul. A living soul. A living soul. So then here's now Adam walking around as a living soul, living soul. Adam is different than the dogs and the cats and the rhinoceros and the elephants. The Bible never talked about those being living souls. But Adam and Eve, they're living souls. And because they're living, 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 that's the key word, living souls, life, uh, they're speaking spirits, they have something called free moral agency. That's, that's a theological term, but I'll explain it to you. Simply means that as living souls, as free moral agents, they have the right—the God-given right—to choose whatever they want. Dogs don't choose whatever they want. Elephants don't choose whatever they want. Come on now, alligators don't choose. Alligators don't can't get up and say, "You know, I decide I'm gonna fly today." They're pro, come on now, programmed by God to swim and to. Crawl along the the ground. Got it? But man, we can choose. So when when Satan came along and tempted Eve, Uh Uh got it? You would think, well, why didn't God stop that? Because man is a living soul. Man has free moral agency. He can choose. But their souls still belong to God. So to this day, even you have a... um, the worst sinner. I, I, won't, I won't name a sin because you'll think I'm picking on people. The worst sin you can think of. That doesn't change 18.4. Oh, y'all not hearing me. You know, you know, while we're despised people, looking down on people and, you know, labeling people and castigating people and so forth. He says, behold, all souls are mine. But. Let's look at a caveat here. The soul of the father as well as the soul of the son is mine. The soul who sins shall die. Now, if you read prior to this, and even past that, the whole argument in that chapter was uh, the people were talking, you know, it was said if the father sins, then the children's teeth will be set on edge, meaning meaning, the children had to pay for the father's sins and times the fathers had to pay for the children's sins. Right. You know, like today, if, if your child goes and steals a car and, and or, you know, or steals your car and goes and kills somebody, they can, you know, they, they can kind of go after you about that. Right. Okay, maybe y'all don't know. Okay, all right, let me just put it in. If your child starts skipping school, And you don't do anything about it. Not only is a child in trouble, you're in trouble. Got it? I'm trying to make it plain for everybody. Okay, so that that was the issue here. But God said, no, no, I'm not going to operate like that. I'm going to operate this way. The father's soul is mine. The son's soul is mine. It's the soul that sins that shall die. So I I give everybody free moral agency, but you also gotta deal with the consequence of your choices. Did you catch that? So everybody has a right to choose whatever you want. Y'all wake up in here. Everybody can choose whatever lifestyle you want to. If you wanna be alternative lifestyle, you can choose it, but you gotta deal with the consequences of that choice. If you want to choose to be a gangbanger, you can choose to be a gangbanger. God's not going to stop you. But you got to deal with the consequences of that choice. Right? All right. We got that. So the soul that sins shall die. All right. Now, so what happens is people who don't know God or people who don't trust God, listen to this. This this is good. Will sell, S-E-L-L sell their very souls for success. They will sell their souls for prosperity. They will sell their souls for fame. They will sell their souls even for just acceptance. Am I right about it? People will sell their souls just to be accepted in the in crowd, in the clique, in the group, in the club, in the frat, in the sorority. I mean, that don't make no sense to me. You know this frat sorority stuff, people. You don't. You don't let people beat on you. Y'all don't want to hear me. You don't. Dick, am I right about this? Dee used to be a mason. He know about it. I said used to be a mason. He ain't no mason no more. He got saved and delivered. Let somebody do all that. I mean, you know, you know, they make people do wild things. Give up your dignity to get in the group. I mean, just you it's enough stories online. People end up dying. Trying to be accepted in a group. But what what is that? What is that? It's not about the frat. It's not about the being the movie star. It's not, it's not about the, the having all the money. That's, that's just the enticement to get the soul. Oh, Jesus. Can y'all handle the, me this morning here? Glory to God. Look, look at this scripture here. Look at Matthew 16. Matthew 16. Boy, we're going we gonna to hit it hard. We're going to get the devil on the run. I said we're going to get the devil on the run. Matthew 16. Are you there? Verse 26. The words of Jesus here. For what profit is it to a man if he gains, if he gains, come on now, the whole world, And loses his own soul. So it's possible to gain the whole world and lose your soul. Isn't it? But Jesus says, what profit is it to a man if he becomes the most wildest successful person on this planet? If everybody knows his name if he has all the money that he can ever dream of spending him in five generations. What profit is it if he gains the whole world? What profit is it if, he, if he's accepted in everybody's circle and loses his own soul? Now, does this mean you have to lose your soul if you gain the world? No, 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 no. He just said, what profit is it if? <laughs> because what I understand is if I would let God do it, the whole world is already mine. So I don't have to gain the whole world. I just receive the whole world. See, y'all don't. Oh, boy, y'all missing it. There's a difference in trying to gain the whole world and receiving the whole world. See, because I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ, all I got to do is just simply receive what God has for me. And after gain, the Bible says, he that is greedy for gain will trouble his own house. That means that guy who gets so caught up in trying to make money, he'll mess his own house up. I've watched it happen over and over and over and over again. Because you're trying to gain something as opposed to walking with God and just receiving something. Is this making sense, the three of y'all? Okay, so he says, what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Or how can you get your soul back once you lose it? In other words, watch this. What he, Jesus Christ is acknowledging the fact that Satan will give you the whole world if you give up your soul. And there are many people who who uh, are idolized by even folk in the church, who have went out and sold their souls, Tony. They have had their desert experiences, went out in the wilderness, met in a a room somewhere. You don't think the devil appears to people? Man, let me come on this side. Y'all don't think the devil appears to people? You don't think the devil makes people offers? That's all he does. He'll offer them glamour and glitz the limelight. Huge success in exchange for their souls. See, some of y'all are thinking, that's just TV. That ain't TV, it happened to Jesus. It happened to Jesus. He just didn't go for it. Jesus said, no, devil, you shall only worship, I'll only worship the Lord Lord my God. Him only shall I serve. I'm not going to go for that. So people will sell. And, and here, here, here's, the, here's the part about it, Zemari, that, that's just so interesting. The devil, the devil, if he knows he can get your soul, he'll help you become successful. The devil will help you become famous. He'll make sure everybody starts following your your Twitter account. (laughs) He'll make make everybody follow your Instagram and Snapchat. and, And you, if you're doing it not by the book, not by the wisdom of God, not by the leading of the spirit, you get deceived into thinking God is doing this. And ladies and gentlemen, it's not God. I better come out here with the people. Because y'all act like y'all, ladies and gentlemen, it's not God. The devil will help people become successful. He'll help you get all the things you want to get. And here you are thinking, God is blessing me. And it's not God. God is saying, I ain't nowhere in it. Because I'm trying to give you this wisdom, and you're doing it another way. No, 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 no. That's not me. That's the devil. See, the devil. Okay, let me explain this way. The devil has to help people succeed. In the same way, in the same way, in the same way, uh, I know y'all don't visit these places ever, but there's places called casinos. I know, I know y'all don't go to uh, casino. I know, I know, I know none of, none of you all in this church, I know none of you all go to casinos. Y'all have never even heard of Seminole Hard Rock Casino. Y'all have never even heard of it. I don't know, I don't know where that is, Pastor. Am I right about it? But your cousins do. And I know none of y'all played a lottery. Even when Mega Ball and Powerball is $585 million, you don't, you don't even get tempted. I don't even think about it. Right? I know, I know none of y'all do. But your cousins do. Right? And isn't it interesting how eventually somebody hits? Y'all don't know, okay. Y'all know what I mean when I say hit eventually, you know, you can be, a, I, 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 I've been in casinos. My wife and I went to Las Vegas on vacation one time. We went, boy, this is great, because there's beautiful places, man. I'm like, wow, 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 wow. And they have good buffets. They have the best buffets. I'm not, I'm not. Well, that's why I went to Seminole, Pastor. I went to Seminole, Hard Rock, because they got that buffet. Okay, praise the Lord. Ain't no accusations here. I'm not about judging you. Get off me. <laughs> So what I'm saying is, they have good buffets. My my wife and I, one day, we were there, and they had this thing, I think you paid, what we pay, $40? And you you could eat 24 hours straight at eight different buffets for 24 hours. Boy, 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 boy. 24 hours. You don't even go to sleep, you just, I'm just telling you, I'm just I'm just telling you. But you can go and you can stand at the machine. Ching, chinking, 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 boom, chinking. You'll see, you'll see a thousand of those machines. Chinking, poop, ching, ching, sing, ching. And, and like nobody hitting. All of a sudden you hear woo. Somebody just hit. See, whereas you had gotten discouraged, you know what, this is my last nickel. This is my last quarter, my last $5 chip. This is my last one. All of a sudden you hear, woo, 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 woo. So, you know what? I'm going to play again. Y'all don't hear it. See, because he has to let somebody win to keep others in the game. Y'all hear me? So that's why when you go on Facebook, Instagram, you watch the news, and all these people in the world, they look like they're just doing it because the devil has to make somebody look like they're just doing it to make other people say, that's how I want to live. I want to be that. And if they can do that, if they can live that way and not serve God, why do I have to serve God? They got a big house and they don't serve God. They, don't go to, they, they got a big boat. They don't serve God. And it's all the devil using that as an attractor. Because the things he don't care about. It's the souls. It's the souls. But here's, let me just let me just educate you real quick. Let me just educate you real quick. I'm going back to the casino. You hear the woo, 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 or somebody wins the car and all that, and everybody get excited. Or even... You hit. When I say you, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you being a person in general. That person hits, and they hit, and they get excited. Boy, I just made, I just made fifteen hundred dollars, so I got fifteen thousand dollars, and now they feel like, ooh, I got, I feel lucky now. Yes, it's, it's something. The, the anointing is on me. Now they're gonna take the fifteen thousand that they just won, and they're gonna start putting, ooh, I'm gonna place them over here, I'm gonna put them over here. And I have news so, for you, the house always wins. It's not designed. These casinos wouldn't stay in business. If everybody won, ladies and gentlemen, does this make sense to you? It's designed to get folk out hooked on things. Yes, oh Marriage is breaking up. Families breaking up. People, rent's not being paid. People walk away from God because they're chasing things and the devil's using the things to get the soul. I'll get back up here, boy. Y'all don't want to be down there, boy. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So here's the thing: the devil will help people be successful as long as he can keep them trapped in darkness. He'll help people be successful. He'll, he'll help people move up, advance in the corporate on the corporate ladder. He'll help people advance in the social structure. He'll help people advance in the political realm, in in media and arts and entertainment. He'll help people do that. As long as he can keep their soul. But we've been anointed. (laughs) Because he's see, he wants to keep people minister Baker, Elder Baker trapped in darkness. That, that's the thing. People are successful outwardly, but inwardly they're trapped in darkness. See that, That's what Instagram doesn't show you. With all the filters—is that that what they use? These filters. They take photos, and all these filters make everybody look so happy. It looks so so light. Oh. Here we are on our vacation and it looks so wonderful. Oh, but it's it's filters. And the devil is, is snatching people through filtered photos of fake lifestyles. He's grabbing our young people. See, I'm going to just hit it. I might as well hit it. See, that's why he's He's deceiving even our young people into alternative lifestyles because they are, they are seeing and believing that people with alternative lifestyles, ever, oh, we're, we're happy, oh, it's happy, this is great, this is wonderful. And, and the devil knows it's not wonderful. The devil knows it's not, but through, a, through the filter, it all looks good. And don't, because they don't know the inward torture. Y'all better hear me. Because they don't know, our kids don't know, they don't recognize the inward torture that people are in, this inward battle. Can can I tell you something? Because because, doesn't your Bible say, give me Psalm 139. Let 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 me borrow your Bible. Psalm 139. Oh, Jesus. You're meddling now, Pastor. Yes, I am. Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Verse 14. Verse 14. I will praise you for I am what? Fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul, my soul, my soul, my mind, will, and emotions know very well. In other words, so when people are presented this false lifestyle, I'm talking about right now alternative lifestyle. Okay, let me put it for, just put it out right there for all the media people, all of, all of YouTube. Homosexuality. Homosexuality. That, 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 that's what's blazing through our youth today. It's blazing through our youth today. And, and so, what and so, he says, and my soul, that my soul knows very well. So even what happens while the inner war is there is because is because although you have this filtered lifestyle, your soul on the inside knows you ain't no woman. Your soul knows you ain't no man. But the filters make it attractive. The filters make it acceptable. The filters even make it agreeable. But your soul knows very well. Your soul knows very well. Your soul knows very well. And that's the part the devil's after. So he wants to get confusion or blockage or darkness on your soul. So that you don't you don't think straight. Remember your soul is your mind world emotions. So now you don't think straight. Now you now your is this helping anybody? Now your thinking is what the Bible calls in Leviticus confusion. Oh, that that's what the Bible calls it. Homosexuality lifestyle calls it confusion. Because your soul knows very well. You don't just know this, this ain't right. Why am I a man thinking about a man? This ain't... Should I quit? No. Why am I a woman thinking about being with a woman? That's Come on. your soul. Your soul knows And and when you start trying to suppress that, it's called confusion. And when there's confusion, you can't operate operate right in any area. As a matter of fact, if I don't I don't even know why I'm stuck right here, except the Holy Ghost must have me stuck right here for a reason. Because when when you look at Romans chapter one. And I'm trying to look at it, but you read in your own time, you read Romans chapter one, and you see, you see the digression of the sin lifestyle through Romans chapter one. Homosexuality or sexual perversion is at the bottom of the list. That's right. That's not where it starts. Not the top of the list. Okay, let me, let me make sure I, uh, y'all understand. So by the time you get later on, after it mentions homosexuality in Romans one, it mentions about being disobedient to parents rebellion. Are y'all seeing this here? So, so, it doesn't make homosexuality the worst. It's saying that's just the beginning of a whole lot of confusion. You understand that? So, why am I saying all this? And I don't know why. Well, God must have a reason. Because what what He's after, God is after, is that soul. When we read in Ezekiel eighteen four. It doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, black, white, red, whatever. Your soul is still His. Your soul is still His. And can I, can I just can I give a pause and give a station uh, uh, break right here? A PSA right here. Public service announcement. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, in the body of Christ, that's why we should not ostracize and, and, and uh, cast away people because they are in that lifestyle or in the other lifestyle because although they are in it, according to the word, their souls are still his. That's why you have to love them. I said that's why you have to love them. But love them enough to tell the truth. You love them. And maybe, as I heard my my mother in law say years ago, sometimes you you can love the hell right up out of them. (laughs) You got it? But love means tell the truth. All right, so let me me get back on course. I got about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Glory to God. So, (coughs) Jesus, thank you, Lord. So, I mean, just, just, can I, can I, okay, it's coming. So, so that, that's why when you look at, I'm just going to go back to the alternative or homosexual lifestyle. That's why now when you look at every facet of society, those who seem to be rising to the very top of every Sort of society, are in that lifestyle. Yes, Why? Because the devil will help you succeed as long as he can keep your soul. He'll help you. He's going to push you into success. He's going to try to make you the head, not the tail, above, only, not beneath. In his system. In, in the body of Christ, we get strong. I don't know why. Seems like, boy, they, we used to like to say they, they running everything. It's because the devil's trying to keep people's souls, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, don't harp on that. Don't harp on homosexuality. Don't harp on, on drugs. Don't, you don't have to harp on none of that stuff. You don't have to, like, oh, them people. Them people. The root is that soul. That's the root, that's the root. And so you and I have to, you know know why we're fasting right now? We're not fasting to lose weight. We're not fasting to get a new house and a new car. We're not fasting because we're trying to get a new job. We're fasting for the souls of men. We want all people saved. We want people out of darkness and into his marvelous light. That's why we're fasting. That's why we're praying. That's why we're in God's face. That's what this great harvest is all about. I'm not trying to preach you about great harvest. It's going to be the year you're going to get all your harvest. You—that's that's that's a given. That's a given. That's a system. You understand that? The law of sowing and reaping—that's a system. Just like law of gravity is a system. You jump off this building, I don't care if you're black, white, red, gay, straight, drunk, alcoholic, whatever. You're going to go down off the building. It's a system. I'm not talking about your harvest. I'm talking about this. year getting God his harvest. And he says all the souls are mine. That's why he sowed the seed of his son. Jesus Christ came here as a seed. And he said himself in John 12, except a grain of wheat, a seed, fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. Father, we want everybody saved. We want them black. Say we want them white, say we want them red, say we want them Indian and Hispanic, we want them say we want them straight, say we want them gay, say we want them drug addicts, Save. we want drug dealers, say we want prostitutes, say we want pimps, say we want the poor, say we want the rich, say matters not about the things, baby the souls. Somebody shout, it's the souls. It's the soul. <laughs> go, go back to Luke, Luke 6. Luke, Luke 4, rather. Luke 4. Oh, I know I'm, 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 I'm... I don't know how long I've been up. Luke 4. Oh, glory. Because the devil's trying to keep souls trapped in darkness, but you and I are here, and we're anointed to set captives free. You and I, the reason we are on this planet, the reason we are alive today at this hour in 2018, and we, we were not around in 1818, we are here for now. We are the present solution to the present problem. Oh, y'all missed that. We are the present solution to the present problem. What our foreparents dealt with 100 years ago and 200 years ago, that was their time. But what's happening in our time, God has put you here. He's put me here to bring an answer and a solution to the current situation. Somebody shout, it's our time. Oh, Jesus. Are you here? Luke 4, verse, verse 16. So he came to Nazareth, this is Jesus Christ, right? Yes. He, he went to his hometown. I saw that when I read that, Pastor Kim. He came to Nazareth where he, was, where he had been brought up. Uh-huh. People have all often asked me, why don't you leave St. Pete? Why don't you go somewhere and, man, you can be successful. I've had people say, you can go, man, you can go to Orlando, you can go to Atlanta, man. You can start a church and have 15,000 in no time. Man, the anointing's on your life, why don't you do that? Because I haven't been called to Atlanta. I've been called to Nazareth. Yeah. I've been called to Nazareth. I've been called to my hometown. Now, that, that's, that's not to pick on anybody else because you got to go where God calls you. You better go where God calls you. He said he, where he had been brought up and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read, verse 17, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. He found something written about himself. Verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Somebody say, me too. Me too. That, that's a hashtag, me too. Oh, Somebody shout, me too. Me too. What did, Pastor, this is about Jesus Christ. The Spirit of the Lord is upon him. No, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. We, we have the same anointing. Yes. Get, uh, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter uh, 1, verse, verse 20, uh, 21. Start at verse 20. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20. Read it with me. Ready? Go. Come on. now watch verse 21 and has anointed us and has anointed us and has anointed us and has anointed us so not only was Jesus Christ anointed in his time but now we are anointed in our time he is Christ in us the hope of glory Paul said, I labor in birth pain again until Christ be formed in you. Until the anointed one and his anointing be formed in you. Oh my God. We, 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 were, we were reading this, I guess this was yesterday, the day before, and we were reading the reading for the fast. And it was in Mark 16, where it says, it says, and these signs. It said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will. And I saw. I saw. Wait a minute. Wait. 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 What's wrong with us believers? Because if I'm a believer, there are signs that should be following my life. I I, I even took time to look up. Look at the word "following" in the Greek, and it literally means to accompany. It means to always be right by their side. So that means wherever I go, signs are right by my side. I I'm a sign and a wonder when I go in the grocery store, I can cast out devils, I can lay hands on a stick, I can speak with a new tongue. When I'm oh my god, wherever you go, you have an anointing, you have an assignment, you have an endowment from God. Shout, I'm a believer, shout it again, like you're like you believe. Say, I'm a believer, and signs follow me. You want to know one of the biggest dangers of this, of this time? No. Jesus talked about it in, in Matthew 24 and Luke 21. He talked about in the last days, like now, he said there will be people, some of up and say, here's Jesus over here. And people will run over there looking for the signs and wonders. Because the church has missed it. The church is following signs. But the Bible didn't say, these believers shall follow signs. It said, these signs shall follow them that believe. So everywhere you go, you're anointed. Luke 4, 18. I better finish this here. I'm out of time. Luke 4, 18. Uh, Luke, Luke 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Everybody say, he's anointed me. He anointed me. To preach the gospel to the poor. You see that? Yeah. Now, what happens if you preach the gospels to the poor? They become rich. That's why he said, "I'm gonna preach the gospel to the poor." I to tell them, "Hey, y'all, poor folk, you know, one day it's gonna be all right." I'm preaching good news to you. The good, the only good news to a poor man is you ain't got to be poor anymore. He said, "Now let's just keep looking at this." He has sent me to heal. Come on, brokenhearted. Now, I want, when you see this, I want you to think. Y'all remember the subject for today? Turnover. I want you to see turnover right here. Preach the gospel to the poor. Things turn over. Heal the brokenhearted. Turnover. Proclaim liberty to the captives. Now remember I told you the devil doesn't mind people having things if he can have their souls. And keep their souls trapped in darkness. But you and I are here to proclaim liberty to the captives. Oh Jesus! Proclaim, proclaim, declare. Just simply go, go to somebody. Oh my God! You're gonna get this boldness pretty soon before 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 we're done with you. Before me and the Holy Ghost get done with you, you're gonna have this kind of boldness walking with somebody who's alternative and say, "You're straight." Y'all didn't get it. That's okay. You'll get it. It'll, It'll come. It'll come. He he didn't say here to convince them or to persuade them or to talk them into it. He said to proclaim. 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 Talking to somebody who they strung out on on crack cocaine or they're strung out now on on methamphetamines or they're strung out now on fentanyl and opioids to say you're free. Somebody who's strung out on marijuana. You can't get strung out on marijuana. Right people strung out on marijuana boy like doing 90 on our four man but it says here there's an anointing on you there's an anointing on you to proclaim liberty to the captives notice this a recovery of sight to the blind that's a turnover Where people have been trapped in darkness they couldn't see to set at liberty those who are oppressed It's a turnover, ladies and gentlemen. Do y'all see that here? Oh, Jesus. I'm I'm trying to cut this thing off here. But I want you to see something here. Notice we read verse 16 through 21 when we began, but verse 18 is the verse that, that articulates, itemizes the turnovers. 18, biblically, is the number for bondage or the end of bondage? You, you'll catch us here in a minute. I'm almost done. I'm, 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 I'm almost I'm almost done. I'm almost done. You you're gonna get to your chicken in a minute here. 18 is the number for bondage or the end of bondage. Can y'all believe that? So in verse 18 of Luke chapter 4, we see where Christ is announcing the end of bondage. There's an anointing on your life to end the bondage that people are in in their lives. Where people have accepted Satan's goodies in exchange for their soul, you have an anointing on you to go in and snatch them right up out of darkness. Oh, you ought to give God a praise for that right now. Because your family and your friends and your loved ones and your co-workers and your neighbors are trapped and they can't get out. Why won't they change? They can't change. Why won't they stop doing that? Because they can't. They're trapped. That's why the Bible talks about in Psalm 91, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. He shall deliver you from the trap of the fowler. What is a fowler? A fowler is a person who catches birds. So people like birds of prey caught in a trap. But you have an anointing. Everyone, How many of y'all are saved here? If you're saved, you have an anointing on your life to snatch you out of the trap. Oh yeah, I, I, I like that. To get them out of the trap. Y'all know what the trap is around here? I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking to all, all of us urban people. Y'all, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about trap out there in the woods they're trying to catch bears. I'm talking about the trap. You know the trap. They sitting there in the trap. They playing trap music. They watching. They watching all kind of kind of uh, idolatrous trap videos about We Are Gods and oh, they, they in the trap. They in the trap. You and I have an anointing on us to get people out of the trap. Oh my God. You have cousins in the trap. You have some loved ones in the trap. But this year, they come out of the trap. They're getting up out of that mess. They're getting out of darkness. And they're coming into God's mind with us light. Give God a shout of praise. All right, sit down. Give me five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes or less. I'm going to prove this to you. 18, the number of bondage or the end of bondage. 18, the number of the end of bondage. Give me Judges chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. Let me prove it to you real quick. Judges 3, verse 14 and 15. Y'all got it? Judges 3, verse 14 and 15. Ready? Read. So the children of Israel, come on. Now wait, wait. The, The children of Israel serve Eglon king of Moab. They're trapped. That's the king of Moab. Israelites weren't supposed to be serving the king of Moab. Alright? How long did they serve him? 18. How long? 18. Verse 15. But when? Come on. The Lord raised up. Oh my God. Ehud, the son of Gerar, the Benjamin, a left handed man by him. The children of Israel sent tribute to Eglon, king of Moab. You can go and read the rest of the story. But it was the 18th year. After 18 years, they were delivered out of the trap. Judges 10 verse 6. Judges 10 verse 6. Judges 10 verse 6. Through verse 9. Y'all got it? Yes. Can you read? Yes. Read it, ready, go. They then the children of Israel. They went back into the trap. The gods of Syria, the God of Sidon, the God of Moab, the gods of the people of Ammon, and the gods of the Philistines. And they prefer the Lord and did not serve him. Sound like our cousins, verse 7. They were, they were getting whipped up by the enemy. Verse 8. From that year, they and 18 years. 18? 18? 18 years. Come on, keep going. Verse 9. severely distressed. And how long again was it? You keep reading the rest of the story. I don't have time for it. You read the rest of the story and you'll find out after 18 years, boom, the bondage was broken. One more place. One more place. One more place to prove it. Luke chapter 13. Luke 13. New Testament. Get on the screen for us, please. Luke 13. We're going to start at verse 10 to 17. You got it? Ready? Read. How long she had a spirit of infirmity? How long? And she was trapped. How long? 18 years in bondage. Verse, verse 12. Keep going. Woman. After how long? Loose from your infirmity. Verse 13. Keep going, keep going. The church folk, the Keep going? Keep going? the year of loosing this is the year of freedom this is the year of liberation this is the year of deliverance this is the year of victory this is the year people are coming out of darkness verse 17 just just for and when he has said these things all his adversaries are put to shame and all the multitude to rejoice for all the glorious things the church might get angry when all them other folks start coming into the, into the body of Christ, but those of us who are in God's house and love God and love his people, we're going to be rejoicing because all of our folk are going to be delivered and set free from the bondage of darkness. One last place, and we'll pick it up next week. One last place. Acts 10.38. Acts 10.38. Because the same anointing that's on Jesus is on you. The Bible says in Acts 10.38 how God... Anointed Jesus of Nazareth, this is just like he anointed you, with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, come on, with power. power. Now switch, please, to the Amplified Bible. Amplified Bible. This is what's happening. This, This is what we're here for, ladies and gentlemen. This is the most important action right now for the church how God anointed and consecrated Jonathan of St. Petersburg insert name here with the Holy Spirit and with strength and ability and power how he went about doing good And in particular, curing all who are harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil. For God is with him. I want it to be said when I leave this planet, if Jesus should delay his coming, when you look back and think about what what did Pastor Jonathan Anderson do in his lifetime? I want you to be able to say God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and power. And he went about St. Petersburg and the Bay Area region and throughout the world wherever the Lord sent him, doing good and healing all those who were harassed and oppressed by the devil by the power of the devil because God was with him. I don't care if you talk about what kind of house he had and what kind of car he drove and what kind of plane he flew in and what kind of clothes he wore. I want you to be able to say, Man When my funeral comes, if the Lord hasn't come yet. So we don't know when he's coming. I know it's soon, but I don't know. I'd much rather there be more than all the dignitaries. Much rather be somebody come and say, Man, I was a drunk. I was an addict and I ran into that man and anointing on his life got on my life and I'm free here today. I'm free here today. And for you and your life that's what God wants. We're here to deliver souls that are trapped. You know this should change how we pray about people and change how we look at people. As opposed to being judgmental and critical, we should be compassionate. Wow, that's a soul trapped in the kingdom of darkness. And here's the other thing, deep. If I don't do something, okay, i come over here. If I don't do something, they might die in their sins and go to hell. And I don't want people to die and go to hell. I want people saved. I want people's lives turned over. People who are bound, I want them free. People who are trapped, we are part of the liberation movement. We're part of the liberation movement. We're the liberation movement. We're part of, we're, we're the underground railroad. That's us. We're we're the freedom fighters. We're God's special forces. To go in, deliver those who are trapped in darkness. We're going to pray. I pray today that you have received personal enlightenment, revelation, and inspiration from God to be about our Father's business. To be about our Father's business. To make our lives more than just what we drive, what we wear, what we eat, where we go, what we do. Our lives are more than that. The Bible says a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things. That's not what makes you who you are. Our, our job here is to get people saved. Right. Win people to Jesus Christ. It's to empty out Satan's kingdom and fill the house with God's people. Uh-huh. Father, I pray first for every one of these, my brothers and sisters, already in the family of God, already in the body of Christ, that they have been challenged, and inspired to really get on the ball about your business. I pray, Father, that you'll help us to have hearts of flesh and not hearts of stone. Take away from us critical hearts, judgmental hearts, and give us hearts of compassion, eyes of compassion eyes of love, where we see people not by what they do, not by what they're stuck in, but see them for what they can be, knowing that, God, you said in your word that all souls are yours. Father, I pray today that we'd have boldness everywhere we go to proclaim, to declare to liberate, to set captives free, to do our Luke 4.18 assignment. That we'll know we are anointed. Know we are anointed. That, God, we can rescue people right where they are. Thank you, Lord. That from this day, we'll begin to see hundreds of people even thousands, coming into the kingdom of God because of this group of people here today, right here. That St. Peter's Word will never be the same. This region will never be the same because we know our anointing and we walk in our anointing. We thank you for it. give you praise that signs will follow us everywhere we go. That you'll work with us just like you work with the disciples. You'll work with us, bringing signs in our lives. We thank you. We praise you for it. Jesus' name, so be it. Amen, amen. and amen.